a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a podcast about Star Wars books, the people who make them, and the readers who just can't get enough of them. I'm your host, Meg Dowell. I use she, her pronouns. And this week, because I'm trying to prepare for the holidays and get some things scheduled ahead of time, it's another solo episode for you, your favorite. I know. It's going to be great. Don't worry. I know the last time I said I wasn't going to ramble or it was going to be short, and it wasn't that, and I did listen. I'm doing my best. I may not be new to podcasting, but hosting my own show is still a thing that, like, I can do whatever I want, okay? And, like, (laughs) you like it or you don't. I can only control what I do. I cannot control how you react to it. Wow. What, what, What a concept that we have learned over the past few years of creating All the content on the internet, it's been much longer than a few years. I don't know why I said that. I'm just going to get into the actual topic of this episode, which is I'm going to tell you about my favorite Star Wars books, because it is a thing, not only that, that I am asked constantly, uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite Star Wars book, but also we ask each other this question all the time, especially among Star Wars book, uh, communities. There are so many of them. Twitter, Instagram. TikTok? Is there is there a Star Wars segment of book talk? I'm not. Again, here we go again. I'm not the expert on that. Someone else is going to have to come on and talk about that. We'll get there at some point. So my favorite Star Wars books. I, I, I didn't actually consider ever doing an episode like this because it's just kind of like basic, but also it could be very interesting. And I think someone's favorite Star Wars books says a lot about who they are and what's important to them. And Even if you don't want to know my specific favorites, maybe this will inspire you to talk about them, or maybe you can come on and we can talk about yours. I would love to do that. Um, If you you want to come on and talk about uh, the Star Wars books that that mean the world to you, I would love that. That would be great, wouldn't it? Um, I'm going to move this tab over. So before I get into this episode is a train wreck. Thank you for coming along this ride with me. I, I I did not promise that it was going to be smooth. Before I get into my actual favorite Star Wars books and kind of tell you a little bit about why they're my favorites, I, I wanted to give you my personal criteria for determining what my favorite Star Wars books are. So every Star Wars book on this list, I will give you five and some honorable mentions because we only have so much time on this earth. And as much as I love podcasting about Star Wars books, I don't want to do it. I don't want to spend all of my time doing that. Every book on this list falls under at least one of these categories. In some cases, it's more than one. Um, So you might have your own criteria for determining what your favorite Star Wars books are, and I would love to hear that. I almost said leave a comment. That's not how podcasts work. You know what I mean. Tell me about it. I'll give you all the here's where you can find me at the end, as I always do. This episode is going to be two hours long. I don't know anyone who makes Star Wars podcasts that are that long. Nobody. Nobody in my personal circles. Nope. So the first, there are there are, there are just a couple. There a handful. That's not a couple. That's more than a couple. I know how to make words into sentences. The first criteria for determining my favorite Star Wars books is I either want to, nope, 
I either have read it more than once already, or I really, really want to. There are a lot of books when I'm talking about them, when I'm posting about them, I will say, I want to do a reread of this. That is because it, it, it falls into a category that is, I love this book so much that I want to give more of my limited time in this universe to that book because it is just that good. There, there are several books on this list, actually, that I have read more than once um, because they just mean a lot to me for different reasons. So that's one. So this is this next criteria is is one that I use kind of not just with Star Wars books, but books, movies, TV shows, albums in general. Um, and that is after I consume the thing, whatever it may be, in this case, a Star Wars book, um, after I finish it, I will continue to think about it. So sometimes with a book, if you liked it but didn't love it, you'll read it, you will have that experience of consuming the story and then you will put it away or you will put it down or you will send it back to wherever it came from if you don't own it and that will kind of be it you won't really think about it too much after that um but a favorite Star Wars book for me is one where I do think about it and not only do I think about it a long time after I'm done with it but I keep coming back to it so in conversation in in any kind of context where I'm talking about Star Wars books, it will come up again, um, either when I'm just thinking about it or when I'm talking with someone else um, in whatever context that may be. If it is good enough to stick in my memory like that, I consider it to be a favorite. And it, this next one is kind of very similar to that, which is not only do I continue to think about it or it continues to come back to me for various reasons, I will actively make connections to other Star Wars stories, other stories in general, um, from that book to something else. And this is especially true if I'm making real world comparisons between this story and other concepts or ideas or things. I have this podcast called Starboard Dawn. It's been on hiatus for a long time because life, there's only so much of it. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Um, in that entire show, which I am going to bring back at some point because I just really love doing it, is taking a Star Wars story and kind of extracting the hope from that story, but also it's a lot of how can we think about this in our own lives, in our own selves. Again, I don't know any other Star Wars podcasts that, that do that. Um, none of them. I'm the only one. And the last one is... um kind of just really important in general for meaningful Star Wars stories, which is that this Star Wars book that I consider to be a favorite deepens not only my understanding of Star Wars, but my love for it. So consuming this story really helps me to see the bigger picture in terms of what Star Wars is trying to say to all of us, but also it just makes me love it so much more. Um, Oh, I can't wait to talk about the book uh, that that put this criteria on this list for me because um, I never really had thought about that as a reason that a book would be my favorite until um, I was thinking about this particular book. Speaking of which, let's just start talking about the books, right? I could do that all day, which is why we're here, isn't it? Are you still listening? Is anyone still listening? There's one person still listening. I applaud you. You're great. Um happy to have you. It will not surprise anyone who has followed me for a minute um, that Phasma is the first book on this list. This list is not ranked. Um, I don't really do rankings. I'm not, I'm, I'm 
really bad at ranking things, so I don't even try. So this is just a list of books that I love, that I consider to be my favorites. They're all equal in my heart. They're like children. I don't secretly have a favorite, I promise. So Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson is one of my favorite Star Wars books. Mostly, largely, largely is is the correct word to use in this context, because Phasma is my favorite character. Bo-Katan, right up there with her, but Phasma has had a special place in my heart ever since I saw her in The Force Awakens for the very first time, a female stormtrooper, and she's wearing chrome. What is this? I love her, and then I love her for so many deeper reasons. Um, if you want me to go more in depth on how I feel about this book, there's a there's a Star Wars podcast that I haven't mentioned multiple times in this episode indirectly at all called The Larger View of the Force. I went on that show... <laughs> I've been on that show many times uh, for reasons you may or may not know. It doesn't matter right now. Um, but I went on a couple months ago to talk about Phasma, and it's um, it's an episode. It's great. I highly recommend you listen to that if you want my in-depth feelings. We'll cover the book at some point on this show, too. Um, we'll eventually have time to go back and um, discuss books that have already come out. We're just There's a lot of books coming out right now. Uh, we got to keep up with the uh, the reviews and the discussions, and um, then we have episodes like this for some reason. I don't know why. But Phasma, other than it um, heavily featuring, you, I don't even know if you can say it's a it's about Phasma, but is she the main character? It's We talk about it all in that episode of A Larger View of the Force. Go, go, go listen to it if you want to. But one of the other things I really love about this book and why it's one of my favorites is we get something we still don't really have a lot of, which is an inside look at how the First Order operates, especially because you get a lot of information on Cardinal, his position, um, kind of what happens to him, but also like he grew up um, here. He grew up in the First Order and he's um, been, you could say, he's been indoctrinated into um, this this order of, of, of pure evil essentially, but to understand better how that works and why he's um, competing with Phasma so much, just as much as he's competing with himself, it's such a good book. I know that a lot of Star Wars readers, Star Wars fans have issues with um, this author for reasons that I briefly mentioned in my New York Comic Con episode, um, I glossed over it because I'm not the right person to speak out. I know there are issues with this author, with um, with certain things in this book. You know, Vi gets tortured a lot. That's some people don't love that, and I hear that and I understand that, and that's why I am so adamant at saying that not every Star Wars book is for you because it's not. And if there are issues that you feel you need to speak to in regards to that, that are contributing to why you don't like a book. That's fair. That's always valid. Um, and your voices matter. And I do the best that I can to um, to uplift the voices who have real concerns um, regarding these things. I, I love the book because of the character. I love the story. Um, and I love knowing how Phasma... Uh, acquires her armor. Um, that is a, that is a very very um, symbolic and important thing to me. That's why I love this book, and I really love the cover too. Um, I know, literally, don't judge a book by its cover, but like st- some Star Wars covers, you just you just gotta, you know. Um, but I have read the book, so I'm not just judging it by that. 
Again, if you want more in-depth um, thoughts on that, um, I will link that episode where I guessed to discuss that further um, in the show notes. And I will remember to do that because it's important to me. The next book on my list of favorite Star Wars books gets forgotten about way too often and it infuriates me because it's such a good book. Most Wanted by Ray Carson, who also wrote the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I was trying to remember which movie novelization that was and she did a very, very good job, all things considered. Um, Most Wanted is a solo prequel, so it's about Han and Kira before uh, you get to um, the beginning of that movie. It is one of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. I'm pretty sure I read it in a day. Um, it is very fast-paced. It is it really, really grabs you and keeps you going. It's And it's very, like, I was thinking about this as I was putting together this episode. If it were not Star Wars, it would be very, very classic sci-fi. You have, you have these two children, essentially. They're a little bit older than that. It's young adults, so they're teenagers. But... Um, you know, they're on this planet. They were born here, but they don't have, you know, they don't have parents. They don't have anyone taking care of them. They're pretty much indebted to uh, the white worms because like that's how they are fed and protected. And so if they, they have to do these odd jobs to kind of like climb the ladder and survive. And that kind of concept in terms of a story is just alone very fascinating to me. I would read any book with that premise of like, Young adults just trying to survive when all of the odds are against them. Um, but I I also love Kira. And at the time this book came out, I'm pretty sure this book came out either before or very, very soon after the movie came out. And so we did not have a lot of Kira content. We have a lot more of it now. I'm not going to spoil all of that mostly because I haven't read most of it. It's fine. We didn't have a lot of Kira. We didn't know a lot about her. So like any extra Kira content that I could get my hands on at that point, yes, please. And she's very, very good in this book and kind of really like sets up her character and who she is at the beginning of Solo and then who she becomes later on in that film. And then, you know, if there's ever a sequel, maybe we'll learn more. I don't know. There's Make Solo 2 Happen. Is that still a thing? Um, we'll see, I suppose. I probably don't have to add that it's a very well-written book. It's just delightful. And I have actually only read it once and it's a tragedy. Need to do it again. There's just been a lot of books that have come out since then. It was a very, it was a book that was very early on in my canon reading journey. I had a lot of books to catch up on at that point. Um, I can't say I'm caught up now because they just keep coming. That's not a complaint. If you're listening and you have any any say in whether or not can Star Wars books continue to happen. I know you're listening. Please don't stop. <laughs> I didn't actually realize I did this until just now. That's wild. Um, Another Solo-related book is on this list. And by Solo-related book, I mean the Solo novelization by Murrah Lafferty. I will say that one of the reasons this book is on my favorites list is because, and this has not happened, I don't think, with any other author that I have this quote-unquote relationship with, which is I followed Murr and her work before she wrote a Star Wars book. And so it was like it blew my mind 
when I learned that one of my favorite authors, storytellers, writing advice givers, because I listened to her podcast at that point, was writing a Star Wars book. That was very, very exciting to me um, to to have, be able to support an author's work. Um, and also it's in a, a world that I already loved. That was a great day. I remember that. Um, this novelization is probably my favorite Star Wars film novelization ever. The the depth that it adds not only to the um, new scenes that it adds new as in they weren't in the final cut of the movie um, deleted scenes, if you will, that ended up in the novelization because uh, novelizations are largely written before the movie comes out um, because, you know, that's how it works. So you don't always know what gets cut. It's it's a whole thing. But it, it adds depth both to the new... It adds depth both by including those scenes that are not included in the movie, but also because you can tell... You can write certain scenes from different characters' perspectives because it's a book, not a movie. That makes it a lot more interesting in some cases, and that's the case with some scenes in the solo, solo novelization. It's very hard to say solo novelization for some reason. I don't know why. I am a podcaster. The The other thing that gets me about this book is the epilogue. I will not spoil the epilogue for you. It does not matter to the specific book, as in like the epilogue kind of could have um, been tacked on to like a couple different books, but um, the author asked to write this and it is a it is a meeting between two of my favorite, um, some of my favorite Star Wars characters um, that uh, you may not have seen coming, um, but it happened in that epilogue and it's to this day my favorite and I think about it so much and I would love to see that meeting and more interactions between them on screen. So if a solo two does happen and Merle Lafferty comes back to write the sequel, can she just come back to write more Star Wars in general? Like I would love that. Her writing is, if you haven't read Six Wakes, um, which is, it, it's it's a murder mystery in space with clones, um, not Star Wars, but one of her favorite books. Um, one of my favorite books from her that I've read. Very good. If you if you like Star Wars, I think you'll really like that book. Um, highly recommend. Oh, I almost skipped one on my list and I can't believe I almost skipped this one. Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. Some people do not love her style of storytelling. Totally get that. It is very character driven. It is a lot quieter. It's a lot more internal in terms of like a lot of the story is driven by characters' uh, thoughts and they're very small actions small as in like they don't feel as big if you're used to like star wars everything exploding all the time it is a very very good book it is even better if you have watched clone Wars season seven especially recently i've read this book twice now i have not listened to the audiobook yet that will be my third read through of this book i'm sorry i know why it's such a good audiobook just give me some time i'll get there i for the i when I read this book for the second time, I did so right after um, Clone Wars ended. So right after that last episode of season seven. And the book is a thousand times better when you've when you've just recently seen um, the end of Ahsoka, Ahsoka's journey, the end of Ahsoka's journey there. And then you jump to her journey in this book, which is set, which is set a year 
after um, the end of the Clone Wars and um, the Empire is a year old and Ahsoka is doing her best to hide, stay out of the way, very like Kenobi-esque, like don't, don't make any noise. But like, of course, it's Ahsoka. So like, that's not going to last very long. Um, It's, it, it speaks to trauma. It speaks to living with trauma and the fact that you never get over it, but you have to figure out how to exist alongside it. And um, it it's a very meaningful book to me as someone who just has had to overcome a lot of things in life and learn to just uh, just keep swimming is the phrase that came to me just now. I don't know why. Finding Nemo is great. This is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I personally love E.K. Johnson's writing. Again, I know fans have brought up issues with certain certain things. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I just, I, I like to make you aware that I'm aware of the things that are being talked about. Um, even if I don't draw attention to certain things on Twitter, I am always listening. That sounded way creepier than I meant it to. Just trust me. I, I know, I know what I am hearing you. Um, I happen to really like her storytelling style. I, I really like character focused and character driven um stories even in star wars um sometimes you need stories that are a little bit quieter in my opinion and that's that's not a bad thing a, a quote-unquote quiet star wars story is good um a lot of people will disagree with me on that it's fine this is my podcast not yours <laughs> what is this what is this show the last on my actual list, because I have some honorable mentions um, that I can't leave out of the discussion. Oh my god, I've been recording for so long. I told you this is going to happen. I warned you. And yet you're still here. The the one person that's still <laughs> listening. Why are, you, why are you doing this to yourself? Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Not to be confused with Bloodlines, plural, which is a Legends book, part of a series, and not this book at all. The titles are not the same, and neither are the stories. I have read Bloodlines, plural, and it is very good. I have it on my shelf. It's very beat up because it's like, it's a Legends book that I've had for so many years and it's so well loved. And it's like the only green Star Wars book I think I own. Um, so when I'm doing rainbow book photographs, um, that's the one that gets used. Shout out to anyone who ever designed a Star Wars book that's canon that's green, because, like, I need you in my life. Bloodline by Claudia Gray is a great, like, lead-in to why things are the way that they are in uh, The Force Awakens and, like, how um, Leia gets to become the forefront of the Resistance and um, why, you know, certain pilots have followed her into doing this and have... Uh, separated themselves from the New Republic and why that's a thing. And also, like, Darth Vader is her father and everyone knows now what is going on. I also love Leia's story. So, like, if Leia is in the book, it's it's not a guaranteed favorite because there are plenty now. Uh, not plenty. There are some, there are a handful of Leia books that I really enjoy that are canon now. Um, and they're they're all great. But Bloodline just, it is a book that I think about a lot and that I need to uh, revisit, um, especially because like books like Shadow of the Sith are because they're written later in um, canon in terms of like how long these canon stories have been around. Uh, they can pull from different things and Bloodline 
uh, similar to Aftermath, which is one of those things that I want to revisit now that it's not an earlier installment in um, Star Wars book canon, because, um, you know, the things we know now, we didn't necessarily know then, and it's fun to go backwards, because what is Star Wars if not backwards storytelling magic? Um, it's delightful. And it's now time for my honorable mentions. I will not go in-depth into all of these because, again, I've just been talking for so long. How does this always happen to me? But I have my favorites. These come very, very close to also being on my actual favorites list because I do love them. Rebel Rising by Beth Ravis almost made this list. It didn't just because I... There are just so many books that that speak to me on a personal level that are also Star Wars. Um, and this one came close. I have read it more than once. I've talked about it on multiple podcasts at this point. It is a very, very heartbreaking book, but Jyn Erso is great. And um, that's all I'll say about that. And I actually have a Legends book on this list. Um, I, I love a lot of Legends books. The reason they're not my favorites is is a, probably a lot to do with it's just been longer since I've read them. Um, it does not have to do with the fact that I don't like Legends or that I don't think they're as high quality. There are a lot of Legends books that, that really, really stack up and that deserve to be on favorites lists, and they are for many of you. And just because my list is canon does not mean that Legends does not matter, and that's why Kenobi is on this list, but also another John Jackson Miller book that's on my list is A New Dawn um, because Kanan and Hera deserve to be happy. And also it broke my heart to not put this book on my actual favorites list, but Master and Apprentice is a journey. And that I say that with all the love in my heart. Um, the book starts out, Obi-Wan Kenobi loves to fly. And like you figure out by the end, um, why, why he doesn't anymore. But also it's, it's literally about the relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan when they're not super getting along so well. Um, it's a, it takes place before the Phantom Menace. And this twist that happens in this book infuriates me in a good way. I did not see it coming. Maybe maybe other people did. I did not. Um, it delighted me. It still delights me. I've read reread parts of this book um, for podcasting reasons, but I do need to go back and reread the whole thing. Claudia Gray, I, I don't have... I don't have many bad things to say about her books. I know I don't have any High Republic books on this list, but like Geode is my dude, okay? He's very, very important to me. And Claudia Gray, uh, shout out for introducing this character to the world. I will say that, it, that being said, Lost Stars is not anywhere on this list. And um, that upsets a lot of people when I post about my favorite Star Wars books and Lost Stars is not there. Um... I, Lost Stars is a high-quality Star Wars book. I recommend it very, very often. It is the perfect book for those who are getting started with Star Wars books. It's a great book to read if you want um, romance. It's a great Star Wars book just overall. It's not on my favorites list, partially probably because it's been a long time since I've read it. I think it was one of the first canon Star Wars books I read, and it was many, many years ago now because it is 2022 as I am recording this um wow how did we get here i i don't i really don't know um partially it's you know it's been a while um and honestly romance i applaud it it's very important to have it especially in star wars um romance is valid it it gets knocked around a lot of the time um there is some great romance out there not knocking it at all it's just not always for me 
Um, and it, it this book is not just about romance. Like they they start out as friends, and it is as much about friendship as it is about other kinds of love. It's a good book. I just it's not on my list because there are so many other ones that just speak to me personally, and that book does not. That doesn't mean it's a bad book. Doesn't mean I haven't read it or that I don't care about it. Um, it is a very pretty book. It's a very big book. Um, it looks great on my shelf. Um, and if we ever get a sequel, like I would not be mad about that. Really wouldn't. Also, I kind of mentioned this briefly. There is no High Republic on this list. Not because I don't love it. Not because it doesn't matter to me or that the High Republic books are any of any less quality. Um, again, it's just there are other books that rank higher for me. Um, it's just that there are other books that speak to me more. The High Republic is has brought so many people to Star Wars books that were not in this community before, and it that is extremely, extremely important. It's attention to representation is important. Its stories are great. The authors are a delight um, to interact with, either in person or on Twitter or wherever you may be. Um, that's the case with many, many Star Wars authors, but like the High Republic authors especially, there's just something, it's something about their bond, especially when they're all together. It's just a different experience and it's it makes the stories that they write sparkle a little bit more um just because but again just because no high republic appears on my list does not mean i do not enjoy it it's just there are other characters that that um that just feel more special to me at the moment that may change that's the thing about this list is um favorite star wars books change sometimes as new books come out as you reread other books that you may have not revisited in a while so I may have to um, do an updated list at some point um, but as we're nearing the end of this episode because I need water and wow we've been talking for a long long time not in a galaxy far far away because this is our galaxy that I am trapped in it's fine I would like you um, to tell me about your favorite Star Wars books. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find the show on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter if you want to. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but everything, all the links are in the show notes because that's important that you have those. Um, I want to know what your favorite books are uh, because this is a, a great way to talk about Star Wars books in a positive light and to focus on the things about them that we love. Um, you know, a lot of Star Wars book um, favorites lists turn into why this book was bad and why it didn't make my list because it's not good. And it's valid to have opinions that are negative. Um, but sometimes we just want to talk about our favorites, right? So tell me what your favorite Star Wars books are. Maybe you have a favorite. Maybe you have several favorites. Maybe you have a whole list and then some honorable mentions. How many of your favorite books are legends? I would like to know that. Um, I'm curious which legend books do you love because there are many I have not read and if you tell me one that I haven't read yet uh, maybe that will push me to read it I really appreciate you the one person who's still listening to this episode um it, your listen matters um your presence here matters and I'm really glad that I can just do things like sit down and uh not have a script and just talk to you about books that I love um that's why we're here isn't it we're making a show, but it's really all just about celebrating Star Wars books. Um, that's why I wanted to start the show in the first place. 
Um, not enough podcasts are talking about books in a way that is meant to just celebrate the marvel that is the fact that they exist. Um, we could have no Star Wars books at all. They could have stopped um, when when Legends became Legends, and that could have been it. But that's not what happened, and I'm grateful every day for that. Um, I can only speak for myself, um, but we are here to talk about how lucky we are to be alive in this time when Star Wars books are have been happening for so long and are still happening and are going to continue to happen hopefully for a very very long time from now thank you all so much for listening next week is our is my next week is my spoiler free review of quest for the hidden city by george mann which is the next installment in the high republic series only one spoiler for you which is i loved this book middle grade does not get the attention it deserves and i am going to make sure this book is yelled about happily by as many people as possible um yeah in the week after that you know what you're getting after that you're getting the full spoiler discussion of the high republic path of deceit um i have a i had a very 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 great conversation with a very special guest to me a very good friend um who, who will be on the show not to just talk about comics, but we do end up talking a lot about comics in that discussion. So I'm really, really looking forward to you hearing that. Normally, I don't have a preview of what's coming next because I'm not always sure. But again, I'm planning ahead because holidays are important to me and I do not want to be working during those. So I will be back next week. And I hope, um, I hope that you are enjoying the Star Wars book that you're currently reading or that you're gearing up to read a new one soon. Um, Star Wars books are they're just great aren't they I hope so because I want to keep making the show for a very long time now this is lit is part of the faraway fandom network and is written produced hosted and edited by me Jose Jimenez designed our podcast art Keep up with the show on Twitter at Star Wars Lit Pod. And if you would like to support the show, the best way to do that at the moment is to subscribe to the Substack, where I will have more transcripts for you soon, but also recaps of what every week's episodes are about. Um, it comes out every week, only on Tuesdays. For the most part, I will not bombard you with more, um, because... Your inbox is already full. I know it is. I know you don't practice uh, inbox zero. Um, I get it. So I will not. I will not make this harder for you. But if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do that at the moment. For more Star Wars book reviews and Star Wars book celebration uh, overall with, with all kinds of photos and videos and things of that nature, follow Star Wars book reviews on Instagram. <laughs>